Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you now, I really, really don't want to do this interview in any shape or form because I think it's going to finish up costing me money <laughs> because I am a fan. Thank you I much. love your work. I've got Mackenzie Thorpe with me. I love your work. Oh, my word. I collect art. I don't profess to know anything about art, but I know what I like. I haven't got a wall left in my home. And these people that say, well, I'll take them down and put something else up. I can't, can't do that. Right. Because I love that piece of art. Cool. You are unique. Your sculptures are unique. What an amazing man. I was really looking forward to this, but I do think it's going to cost me money because I've got to buy one of your pieces. Gosh, thank so you very it. much. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so I'm not doing an interview now. You can clear it off now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to ask, because you're getting involved with Cash for Kids, which we'll talk about shortly. Tell us who you are and tell us about this amazing style. Oh. Um, and where did it come from? Who are you, first of all? I'm a kid from Middlesbrough. Um, I was born in 1956. And there's about 10 or 12 people in the living room when I was born who lived there. And I'm dyslexic. I had no fun at school. I got caned a lot. So I drew pictures. And I didn't stop drawing pictures. And my mum would give me paper and my granddad would give me his old cigarette packets because it kept me quiet. I'm the oldest of seven kids. And life was tough. My dad was in and out of work all the time. Um... And I just drew and drew and drew. I left school with no qualifications because I couldn't do anything. And the nuns and the priests said, you know, you won't even go to heaven if you died now because God won't let you in because all you do is bloody draw. Right? <laughs> so I kept on drawing and I had my hard times as well. I worked in the steelworks and the shipyards, foundries. And I wrote poetry and I drew pictures and I got depressed and a friend said to me, you should go to night school. So I went to night school, and he said, you should go to our college. I said, I can't go to bleeding our college. I'm no qualifications and nothing like that. And he said, well, there's another college in between. So I went to the in-between college. And he said, you should go to art school. So one day I plucked up the courage, and I knocked on the window of the art school, and I said, can I be an artist, please? And they gave me an application form. So I sat in a field, just in Middlesbrough, and cried my eyes out. I couldn't get in the army when I left school. So I couldn't find a route. What am I supposed to do? And I remember watching the movie called Lust for Life about Vincent van Gogh. And thinking, that's me. Just, just, just leave me alone. Let me get on with it. That's me. I'm not the only one who feels like this. So I wrote my name and address on the application form and posted off saying, you know, I want to be an artist because I've got to be. I pitched up. I got an interview. I pitched up with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, probably five, six hundred drawings. I knew how to work. I learned how to work six till two, two till ten, night shift, and that's what I did with painting. And when the teachers he said, you can't come to our college because you can't read and write properly, and the application form's just atrocious, I'll have a look at your work, and it filled up the whole staff room. He said, I don't give a shit you're in. Then they got me into London, because there's only two art colleges in the whole of this country that will accept somebody who can draw without an O-level and an A-level in English or mathematics. And because I didn't have any of them, I couldn't go to any other art college, but the two, one of them is in London. 
And I got my BA successfully. And I worked with kids after that for seven years in Shepherd's Bush, employed as an artist working with kids with all their problems. And we had children. I got married. I did do that. And I got children and moved to the northeast again. We moved to Yorkshire. And I looked at the sheep and I couldn't draw them. So I thought, I know, I'll, I'll, I'll draw the sheep as me and the kids and Susan and the kids. So I drew these square sheep. And then the window got smashed in and they said, you draw like a kid. Kids draw like this. You take the mickey out of us. And I rang my old art teacher from Middlesbrough and I told him that and he said, how many people walk past a department store, a shoe shop and put a brick through the window because they don't like the shoes? He said, that's your job as an artist, to communicate, to get out there. People have damaged art through history. Don't take any notice, keep on going. So I did. And then this American woman came in the shop and she said, oh my God, I found it. The guy at the bar last night said, why do you come all the way over here? She said, to look at your walls. Because we don't have walls like that in America. To soak in the, 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 the dales and the moors, because we don't have this in America. And she said, you're drawing it. You're drawing the spirit. And I sold this thing for about 25 quid. And just carried on, carried on, carried on. Putting the work in the window. People could see me through the street. And then television came and the radio came, and the newspapers came, and the agents came. And within a few years, I did a show in Birmingham, over thousands of people turned up in black tie, sold everything, then ended up going to the United States, all galleries across the United States. There was 250 representing me in Britain. And now I still do that. I go around the world twice a year. And work, work, work. Do you pinch yourself when you think about where you came from? I've just got this picture of you just putting your name and address on the application form. Do you pinch yourself knowing now? No, I don't. It, it, it hasn't been like a, a one or two steps. It's been a long walk. Yeah. I'm 60. And I'm busier now than I've ever been in my life before. I'm in more demand than I ever have been. I thought, I was 60 last year, so I thought I had cancer. So I didn't know I was going to live even or not. And I thought, what I should do is, if I do, I'll get a shed at the end of the garden and just go down there and paint quietly. But so many th projects have come in. You mentioned sculpture. I'm doing a sculpture in Madison County, Wisconsin. It's 250 metres long. Wow. You know? but, and it's happening all the time. People are coming to me and asking for things, or hospitals, and we're in Liverpool you know, working with societies to raise awareness about children's problems and raise cash. We do that all around the world. Um, so I'm not ready to stop yet. And I'm just... I don't think you should stop anyway. I, I think with a <laughs> gift like you have got, uh, you you have no right to stop. You, you have got to give us these amazing pictures. Well, I, I have looked at your work and I... I, I I, I couldn't say which one I like best because they're all beautiful. Thank and you. and it's I wouldn't know what to do with it because there's no room. I wouldn't know which one to enjoy next. And I find your gift and talent 
remarkable, remarkable. I, re I really was excited about doing this interview. And I've interviewed for 38 years now, right, right. but I've just never... Never felt this. Now, you've got involved with Cash for Kids. You're yeah. helping because of, as you just said, about children. Mm -hmm. And this is what you're giving is wonderful. We've got these, um, I, I can't stop using all these words, amazing pictures. Now, each table of 10 that are going to do the VIP thing are mm -hmm. going to get mm -hmm. one of these and you're going to personally sign them and do a Q&A with them as well. That's right. Um, and, and, and a personal meet and greet, and it's an evening. I am very upset because I was going to host the evening, and I can't because I'm already doing the charity, and mm -hmm. I'm really upset about that because I, I wanted to come, not for to, to interview you. I wanted a bid <laughs> because I need to... Uh, oh, shut up. I'm not going to yeah, Wendy. You're doing That's Wendy. Is that the manager? You like meeting people. I, that's one of the best things about my job. I go to places and I'm treated like royalty sometimes, mm -hmm. and I get access to things and meet very, very, very interesting people um, from politics to movie stars, pop stars. You know, I've met lots of lots of interesting people. Mostly, I meet people who are moved by my work, who tell me things that happened in their life, and just want to hug. And that's the the biggest. Wow. Favourite I can pick up, I guess. Wow. Well, you're giving a painting that's going to be auctioned for the charity. You're giving these amazing signed prints. You're giving um, a piece to the club. Tell us about that, to Liverpool Football Club. Well, as you said, Wendy's here with me because... Who is a staunch shurp about her? Staunch <laughs> Liverpool. Don't Liverpool even start her on the interview. And she's worked, worked with me since yeah. forever. Yeah. And um, this is the Liverpool connection. Yeah. The Liverpool connection to me is kind of deep because I believe it's just like Middlesbrough. It's got a sense of humour. It's had hardship. It always will have. Let me uh, let me stop you there you before go? you go on. And uh, just so you know, I'm not just a broadcaster. I'm a comic, and I've died on my backside in Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as you said Middlesbrough, every I've died on my right. backside. There was only one place worse, and that was Sunderland. But that's another story. But we are similar. Right. We're all human yeah. beings, yeah. and we love each other, and we talk to each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it gives me great pride to be able to do these things. Um, what was your question? The question was the piece you're going to give to Liverpool. Right, the piece I'm going to give to Liverpool, um, it's called You'll Never Walk Alone, of course. And I did a massive football show years ago in Britain, 96 exhibitions in six weeks, Ireland, Scotland, the whole lot, helicopters, everything. And when the idea came from Wendy and Susan, my wife, about football, I've not been to two football matches in my life. I haven't got no interest in football at all. Um, but then I started to think about how it brings communities together, how it takes away prejudice, how everybody comes together to get on and support themselves. And when I was a kid in 1966, we were playing on the field by the pub and these little guys came over to us and said, can we play football? I said, yeah, it was Korea. How the world comes together over football. So I started to draw that. And years afterwards, I drew this piece, You'll Never Walk Alone, because I realised you might be going for an interview tomorrow. You might be going to see a surgeon tomorrow. You might be doing something you never thought you'd ever do. But your grandfather and his grandfather and your grandma and her grandmother 
and your mum and your dad are always with you. And if you fail, you fall over at the last hurdle, they'll walk out with you and they'll pick you up and they'll take you on. Because, I guess I was 50-something, when I realised that you'll never walk alone. And that I wanted to put down in paper. And that's what I came up with, these huge monuments of men and the small child. Nothing's going to harm him. You can go through any vulnerability. Nothing's going to hurt you. You know, some of the meetings I've had and some of, in my career and what I've had to do, they didn't teach me at school. They didn't even teach me at art school. The biggest thing I wanted was a hand on my shoulder. I was in a room where Blair was the week before with the American president. And I walked in there with Susan and with an A4 piece of paper to write down a contract that would change our lives. I needed that big hand. Yeah. And I realised the big hand's already there. And it changed my life. And if I can share, I am sharing it with a community such as mine, Liverpool, and it's going to be in the Liverpool Football Club. My God, what a milestone. If you want to talk about nipping yourself, this is just reality, then I can nip myself about that story because now, it seems yeah. just wonderful. Well, it, it's going to be an amazing night. It really is. And I'm really upset I'm not going to be there because, I mean, I've gelled with you already. I find you fascinating. You, you're my type of person. You're real. You don't pull any punches. And, <laughs> and, you know, in our industry, as a comic, as a broadcaster, mm. as an artist, we meet. Yep, every yep, yep. phony, every bold thingy in the world, and, and it makes me really cross. Now, the big piece you're giving for auction, that, I couldn't breathe when I saw that. Thank you. Looking over at Liverpool, describe that piece. Well, once again, you know, Wendy started organising this, and I said, OK, I've got to come up with something for Liverpool. And I read the story about Jerry, was Jerry in the purse makers? Yeah, yeah. He said he was driving with his girlfriend or wife somewhere in Liverpool and he heard the words of this song in his head and he stopped and rang his mum from a phone box and said, Mum, get a pen and write this down. And she wrote down the words like that. And that's how I work immediately. Just get on with it, you know. And so I drew a man. My father died. My mum died last year. And coming home, he stands on the jetty all the big boats have gone now. It's all mobile phones and computers. All these stevedores, all these plasters, labourers, electricians, all gone. And he looks to his city across the river. And the ferry is still running. And coming home to the place that I love and where I'll stay. And that just sums up for me who I am what I'm about and where I'm going and I did a wonderful piece that I finished yesterday that will be at the show I wanted to also express the power of Liverpool and how it's influenced the world and so it's a street in Liverpool a normal street just like the street in Middlesbrough council house sunny sky instead of a grey sky and crossing the zebra crossing are four kids dressed in a Liverpool kit. And it's Abbey Road. Right? So the piece is called The Fab Four. I've told... I was in Japan 
10 days ago or so, and I met a football team out there. If I can help kids here, I want to help kids in soccer there. So I met really quickly the, the organisers of the 10 Nations Cup, where 10 nations around the world supply six, 12 teams of girls and 12 teams of boys. And I'm working with Yokohama because they're hosting it. And they've asked me if I'll do the badge for the team, the girls' team, and do 10 exhibitions around the country during the matches so that everybody can see art expressing football and what it means to the community. And... Excuse me, I've got to Sorry. stop you. I've just been shown the picture. <sighs> oh, God. I've just been shown the picture. Wendy's just shown me the All picture. Right, thank you. Oh, my word. Now I'm even more confused which one I'm going to bid for. Right, Well, that's on. what it's about. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's about just being... I draw yeah. what I believe. I only draw myself. Every artist should yeah. just do that. Yeah. Draw themselves. And how long, how long does I'm something doing. like that take him? It takes a day to execute, yeah, yeah. to do it. There's a guy said to me in Japan, he said, you know, you're born, you get a, go to school, you get a job, and you're the director of the company, and you retire, and you do something nasty, and you get executed, and you're 76 years old. It only takes 30 seconds for it to be executed. You have to learn a lot first. And what I'm learning is just to, like, let my guard down, don't be worried about all the other stuff, the rubbish, um, money, fear. Get rid of all that. Go to work. I work seven days a week when I'm at home. I try to do two pitches a day. I'm like a plasterer or a bricklayer. The only reason why I'm on the planet is because pastel can't walk and touch paper. That's my job. And so having that kind of view... I can draw anything I want to be as long as it's the truth. And I want to do Liverpool proud. Well, so far you have. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to an amazing man uh, called Mackenzie Thorpe. Um, Cash for Kids uh, have been given this fantastic opportunity to partner with this world-renowned artist. And you've just heard what he said for the last 20 minutes the do is at liverpool football club on the 30th of september um it's going to be truly amazing uh, we've got a phone number if you want to come and find out more about it you can go to either cash for kids at radiocity.co.uk that's the email or ring on 0151 472 6965 i'll do that again slowly 0151 outside liverpool Four seven two six nine six five or email cash for kids or one word at radiocity.co.uk. It's going to be a memorable night, and some of you might walk out with this amazing piece of art. Uh, there's a display uh, going to be a ten framed prints um, uh, located across our area. It, it's just remarkable what this man is doing, and the money, of course, is going to charity. Um, do you ever see yourself retiring? No. No. Don't want to. I never will. I haven't done my best piece. I know. I, I remember people saying to me, oh, you're an artist. And I said, no, I'm, I'm an apprentice. And I said that to about, maybe about 15 years ago. I stopped saying that. 
and I was in a meeting two weeks ago with a, I mean, a massive entrepreneur, and um, we talked about retirement and stuff. And I said, I haven't done it yet, right. but I know I'm an artist. And I tell you, what I did realize is like, I I had cancer for a year, and now I'm on the fourth of September. I found out everything's clear. I believe I had this cancer to learn something. And it's like another bullet in my gun. And with that knowledge, I can go on and make my work even better than what it was because I've now got this extra knowledge. And so I haven't achieved it yet. I've got to draw next month and the month after. I've got to ask, because I've got a, a penchant towards clowns. Now, artists either love or hate clowns. A lot of people hate clowns. I've got quite a collection in my home. A lot of people, my friends, don't <laughs> like it, don't like it at all. Have you ever painted a clown? No, I, yes, I have. Yeah, yes, I have. I've drew clowns. I, I, want, I like the simple ones, you know, without too much makeup. Just simple. I love clowns. I love going to the circus. Have you ever saw that piece you were dead? Oh, that was hundreds of years ago. Oh, right. (laughs) I take the makeup off. A clown's a clown. It doesn't need makeup. No. It's, as a comic, it's behind that face. Whether it's got the makeup or not, it's a serious, complicated, complex person. totally, 100%. Um, And that's why I like clown. I've got a, a guy called Larry Rushton who sadly died, and he went to prison for manslaughter. And the clown got him out of prison. The ju- it was a clown with a judge and two blocks of tenements. Whoa. And that picture got him out of, out of prison, uh, which was amazing. The uh, Arthur Dooley, before he died, I commissioned Arthur, and I was the first person to ever build a beetle statue, which is in Matthew Street now. That was me. I raised the money. I commissioned Arthur. <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing. Hadn't a clue what I was doing. But you reminded me when, when you just showed me Abbey Road, the picture. So I've always been around art. I admire and respect people like you. I, I've done one piece of sculpture myself, which is, is a headless clown, which I did with Emma Rogers, tremendous sculptor from what? Liverpool, tremendous lady who speaks incredibly highly of you because it's straight away. Really? Because I think you've used the foundry in foundry. Liverpool, yeah, which yeah. she's done all her stuff. She did the Scylla statue, oh, which oh, I commissioned. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I got that commission for her. I didn't know that. Right. Cool. So this is my passion with art. Thank you. And this is why I, I need actually to own something of yours <laughs> without any shadow of a doubt. Are you excited about having a Q&A at um, Liverpool I'm Football totally Club? surprised about the whole thing. I didn't think Liverpool was going to welcome me like this or in, invite me like this. And we've just, you know, I've just been talking with Margaret. Margaret, what's her name? Aspinall. Aspinall. Oh, you've just met Margaret. I didn't think she'd see me. Oh, I love Margaret. You know, she's one of my heroes. Yeah. I didn't think I'd get to meet that person yeah. in my life. Lovely lady. And she's going to be there yeah. on Saturday night. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm overwhelmed with what's happening. Yeah. The, what, the work that Wendy's done and the communication that we've been having. Since I got back from Japan, like I was working until half past five last night on the last piece. Right. It's been non-stop and it's fantastic. I'm thrilled. I am so annoyed I'm not hosting it. So annoyed. <laughs> so annoyed. It's the 30th of September. If you're interested in getting a ticket or you want to know more about it, if you ring on 0151 472 6965 or email cashforkids at radiocity.co.uk. I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing night. I can't thank you for coming in. I can't thank you. I'm grateful. For, thank you. For letting me interview you. I've interviewed some of the world's most famous and I've enjoyed yours immensely. 
Thank you very much. That's really touching. Thank you very much, Mackenzie. Thank you.